Good morning. Good morning. Happy new start to the week, everyone. You are listening to the Shaping Wellness Podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Costa, and today we are going to be talking about some of the most common mistakes that people make when it comes to getting healthy. I'm sure this episode is going to resonate with some of you. I mean, I know when I first got into my health kick, I was guilty of basically every single one of these things. So we're going to talk about them, how to work around them, how to make them become successful so we avoid burnout and we can make healthy living easy. So let's get right into it with mistake number one, and that's going to be setting short-term goals versus long-term goals. In other words, setting unrealistic versus realistic goals. I think everyone has at one point made a New Year's resolution to either lose weight, work out more, eat healthier, make some kind of change that's wellness related, um, which is great. But the only problem with this is that people seem to think that on January 1st, they're going to become a completely different person than they were last night on December 31st. They're going to wake up. Everything will be healthy all the time. Let's be real. That's just not accurate. Now, I'm not saying don't make that a New Year's resolution. I think it's a great one to have, but you need to be prepared for this new lifestyle that you want to create. The reality is, unless you change your mindset completely and set yourself up for success before that January 1st date rolls around, example, getting rid of the junk food, making meal plans for yourself, becoming a member of a gym, whatever it is, um, unless you don't do those, unless you do those things, it's going to be a lot harder to make the switch within that day. Um, With this being said, making a short-term goal can be unrealistic because you don't really have things in place that are going to help you maintain it um, or make it easy to maintain, and you aren't planning for way down the line. You're kind of just in it for the short ride. You're in it for the quick fix. An example of this might be that you want to lose 15 pounds in three months or you want to keep a food journal for two months. Now, while these are awesome goals to have, there's a timeline on it. So once you reach those limits that you're setting yourself up for, what's the next step? Are you going to continue? Are you going to loosen up your regimen since you hit your goal? You're kind of putting yourself at a stagnant part uh, place because you don't have it planned for long-term. So these are the types of goals that, you know, again, remind me of a new year's resolution. And especially if you guys go to the gym, you know what I mean? Because you'll go to the gym in January. It's super packed, all new people, new year's resolution, going to get in shape. And then come midway through February, it's back to the regular crowd because everyone's kind of dropped off. So we want to make sure that we're making long-term goals because they're much more realistic and they don't have as much of a timeline. um, And they have things in place, you know, to make healthy living lasts for far longer than two to three months. An example might be working out for three to four times a week or having dessert one to two times a week. While you are kind of still giving a limit, it's not like it's a timeline limit of I'm only going to do this for six weeks. You're giving yourself a limit of making it an achievable goal and something that you know that you can continue to do forever if you wanted. And sure enough, probably when you're doing all these things, you're going to pick up on other healthy habits that you might want to add to make life even healthier. So these long-term goals, they're re- these realistic goals, these are going to be where you know, you're going to see the most success. They're also a little less intense because you aren't checking the scale every day. It's not like you have to rush to make something happen in X amount of time. You know, 
you can take things at your own pace that's comfortable for you and that's going to allow you to keep with it. Number two kind of goes hand in hand with number one, but it's being too aggressive with the new habits to maintain or sustain a healthy lifestyle. You know, you can't go from not working out at all to spending two hours in the gym every day. You're going to burn out and your body's going to be exhausted. Again, becoming healthy or creating a healthier lifestyle takes time. It's not just a quick thing that you can do and change in a day's work. You want to make small changes that are enough where it's a little bit of a challenge for yourself. You know, you feel like you're working, but it's a maintainable challenge where you can see yourself continuing it for the long run and eventually end up having fun with it. Now, this part, the same thing can go for your diet. You don't want to make such a drastic change that your body is basically like in shock and it feels deprived of something, which is going to bring me to number three, which is cutting carbs and sugar completely out. I see this in a lot of people. You know, you want to lose 10 pounds before you go on your vacation. So you cut out all the sugar and carbs for the month beforehand. They trim down, you know, so they can feel good in a bathing suit. This is just not a good idea whatsoever. Carbs are your friend, people. You will continue to hear me say this over and over again, but they are. Your body uses carbs as energy. If you don't have carbs, you're setting your body up for, again, burnout and fatigue. Sugar is also something that you don't want to cut completely out because once you have a little bit of it added back into your diet, that's when the binging happens. You know, your brain is like, oh, yeah, thank you. I've been wanting this. So when you're going to have sugar, get your sugar from their fruit, not donuts. You know, make make health conscious decisions. Fruit is not going to make you fat. It's not going to make you bloated. They are so high in water content and their natural sugars are going to curb those cravings for you and make your brain happy. The same thing goes for carbs. Don't eat pizza, but instead choose the brown rice, the yummy potatoes. These foods are crucial for your health and they actually have healing properties in them. So that's kind of an added bonus. But these carbs, they're going to keep your body running at a high level and will provide you with the energy that you need for when you're doing the workouts. If you're working late at night, whatever the case is, your body is going to thank you for the carbs. And not to mention, if you were to cut both carbs and sugar completely out of your diet before a vacation, you know damn well you're going to go back on vacation and have some carbs and sugar. And what do you think is going to happen? You're going to gain all that weight back that you just lost and you're going to bloat like crazy because your body is retaining all that water. This is something that I will continue to hear or cover in um, other episodes because I think it needs to be heard multiple times. But all in all, you can cut back on sugar and carbs, but do not cut them out completely. Number four is not getting enough rest. So when you start implementing a healthier lifestyle, you know, you're going to have a lot of changes in your daily routine and your body's going to feel it. No doubt. With that, you may notice yourself being a little little bit more tired. It's not a bad thing. It shows that your body is working hard. You're pushing yourself. You know, that's what you want. But it can become a bad thing if you don't listen to your body. You don't want to overdo it and push yourself when every inch of your body is sore or your brain is just dead tired. You know, if your alarm goes off and you feel like a zombie, listen to your body. Go back to sleep, get an extra hour of sleep, or skip the gym that day. Your muscles are not going to grow if they're fatigued. Rest days are just as important as when you're working out. And I'm sure you guys feel this if you work out or 
even if you just rest because you know you need it, you're going to come back the next day feeling 10 times more energized and have a better workout because you took the time off to refresh, reset your body. So although it's important to push yourself, don't overdo it because you're going to fall off the wagon a lot quicker than you even got on it. And the last one, number five, this is to me the most relatable one, and I'm sure a lot of women out there can feel the same way, is comparing yourself to other people. This is definitely one I think a lot of people struggle with. And like I said, I think it's a little more common with women. But everything out there nowadays, you are so exposed to different ads, campaigns, celebrities, influencers, models, etc., with what the media media is claiming to be the perfect body. Whether it be a thin waist, thin legs, big butt, big boobs, muscular arms, big calves, a pumped up chest, you name it. It's different every week, you know? It's different of who, whoever you're looking at. Society has put such a pressure on people to think what they're seeing is the only way to be. And if that they look anything different than what you're seeing online, you're not beautiful, you're not handsome, And let me just stop you guys right there to say you are beautiful, you are handsome, you are caring, you are thoughtful, you are seen, you are special, you are enough. Don't ever let anyone tell you otherwise because everyone is special and beautiful in their own way. And if we all looked the same, this world would be so boring. So let's not get to that point. Anyway, I think it is tough to see people online who have the body that you want yours to look like or what you think it should look like. And then when you look in the mirror and see something completely different, you start to feel a little bit down. I will say I do think we are our own worst critic and a perfect example of myself. Um, Right now, I'm definitely a little bit bigger than I was about a year ago. And I will just look in the mirror and be reminiscing on my body, you know, eight, nine months ago and get a little bit down. But then, you know, someone takes a picture of me or I see a different angle, different lighting, who knows? I look at myself, I'm like, dang, okay, I actually don't look that bad and I do not look that different. (laughs) It's just my own personal negative self-talk that makes me compare myself to what I'm seeing out there. Um, I mean, I used to get so mad at myself if I had skipped the gym one day and then I would open up Instagram and see someone that I know who worked out that day and I'd be like, dang it, why didn't I go? Why do we do this to ourselves? One workout is not going to change your physique whatsoever. Just like having one ice cream or one salad is not going to make a difference either. So care for your body. Be honest with your body. Try your best not to compare or judge yourself when it comes to your family, your friends, and especially to what you see online because you know that it's all edited and it's not real and they're showing you the best version of themselves out there. So that's it. There you have it. The five common mistakes when getting healthy. I am sure a lot of you are listening and nodding your heads and understanding where I'm coming from with this stuff because, again, it's just so common for us to do. We are in this type of world where we want instant gratification. We want that quick fix. How are we going to get healthy fast? But unfortunately, when it comes to health, we need to listen to our bodies. We need to shape our wellness to how it needs to be for you. Thanks for joining me again today on this wellness journey. May you have a wonderful rest of your week. And I'm looking forward to seeing you next time on Shaping Wellness.